Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin, and I'm Sam. And for the past seven days, I have recommended Edwin to play Rebel Inc. by Endemic Creations. The tattooing simulator game. That would have been a much better game. Okay. <laughs> so this is a game that was created by Endemic Creations, which previously created a game called Plague Inc. Ah, which you quite liked. Which was an excellent game because you are playing a virus that is mutating and slowly taking over the world. It was grim, but it was grim uh, in a very fictional way that made you not care for the people. Whereas Rebel Inc. Whereas Rebel Inc. Grim. Very grim. But also... You do care. Super depressing. <laughs> it's quite depressing. Super depressing. So the premise of Rebel Inc. is that you are, you're, you're like a newly formed government, right? In, in a nation that has been struggling. Yes, a war-torn country. Think Iraq, Syria, you know, that's kind of, they don't obviously say that, but that's kind of what they're, yeah. what they're getting at. It seems to be somewhere in the Middle East, right? So, so what, what confused me is, like, are you the rebel, or are the people opposing your government the rebels? <laughs> well, are you the ink? Right. <laughs> and so that, that wasn't clear, because I thought my intention was the game was to overthrow, like, this capitalist government, right? But Right, but that's not actually the case. It seems, you as are, you say, you, 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 are the, you are the man, you are the invading force. Right. And then the rebels are the people who live there already yeah that's kind of trying to overthrow your efforts yeah right so yeah even from that it's just one to me like it hits too close to home it's a tricky subject to make a fun playable or i shouldn't say fun because an entertaining game right for me because as soon as you get these pretty heavy subjects which are very valid and we should be talking about but at the same time, for a mobile game, tricky to strike that balance. It is. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not something you want to like. Oh, I'm going to be on my bus and <laughs> enjoy my playtime by getting rid of insurgencies. <laughs> a tricky subject matter to turn into a fun game, but I think there that has been done in the past. Like I think of maybe Reigns or. There was another game that I'm blanking on. But, you know, you're kind of balancing your own interests versus those of the people and then those of like the rebels. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the core of the game. But this game I found virtually unplayable <laughs> because... There were tons of tutorial, yeah. The experience of the tutorial was so confusing that I had... It was almost like I wish I hadn't done the tutorial <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't know what I was in for. <laughs> the way we talked about... Uh, Kingdom Vengeance Rush Hour of the you know the, the the there's the game but then you know as you dig deeper you find more out about the meta mm-hmm. meta game and the deeper strategies and stuff. It was in stark contrast to this game where you are blasted in the face with complexity from the beginning. It almost it's very much felt like a board game where you had to read the manual from cover to cover before you actually started playing the game <laughs> without the benefits of it actually oh, being that's such a good such a good analogy yeah, yes yeah without the benefits of you actually you know you're not you're not bought in like normally when you play a board game you're kind of bought in by the little materials and all the stuff that you, you see in store right and that, that new board game smell yeah exactly sucked in straight away uh with this you don't get any sense of that you're, you're not sure what's going to happen and you're blasted with like a whole bunch of dry super dry tutorial that's grim in nature so 
Yeah. It's, and I think, I mean, there is a market for essentially a board game on your phone. Yeah. But this is not, not a game for me. Right. I think it was just the wrong time as well. Like, this was, you know, we're going on well, holiday Christmas break. Day. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's kill some rebels. Uh, that, that wasn't the message. Shall we start again? <laughs> let's start again. Podcast rewind. Seven days to play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the past seven days, I have recommended Edwin to play Brawl Stars from Supercell. Supercell. I know this name. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, I turned off sound. Oh, okay. Well, that's Straight the away. theme song that always comes on with Supercell. And they're the makers of very popular games, Clash Royale and Clash That's of, how I know them. Clash of Clans. Uh, and they have come out with another game uh, that seems to be hitting some of the charts. I know that it's been popular when we were playing it. I don't know how it's doing right now. It seems to me like Supercell is jumping onto the mm, Battle Royale Play style. Yes. <laughs> battle Royale. Even even though Clash Royale is a better name for a Battle Royale game. They've taken the idea of teams, competitive teams in a shoot 'em up environment. Yeah. And they made it, you know, they're they're a mobile company, so uh, they made the experience very mobile friendly, and so you see a very attractive type multiplayer action-based shooter that's top-down. Yes, yeah, so they've taken away a lot of the 3D-ness that you get with, you know, playing PUBG, now aiming is purely a 2D affair. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think they've done a very smart job of taking the fun parts of your PUBGs or your Fortnites and then translating them into kind of a mobile-friendly package. Yeah. A mobile-friendly package. Basically, you control a character that's top-down view. You see the map. Right, you see a little portion of the map, and you're usually teamed up with two or three mem- two members, and it's a three v three game where you're fighting against three other people in real time. So there are two other players that are joining that are joined in with you uh, that are on your side, and you're trying to shoot the other team uh, to the death. <laughs> Well, it's slightly more complicated than just the shooting. That was a simplified version, yes. Yeah. At the center of the map, there is a hole that gems pop out of, and you need to collect the gems, and the first team to have 10 gems starts a timer, and you need to hold on to those gems for 20 or 30 seconds. seconds or something like that. Yeah. And all the time, if you're killed by the other team, you lose the gems... You drop them on the floor and you're regenerated back on your side of the of the map. So it's a kind of a strategy and shoot 'em up kind of thing at the same time, which I thought was a pretty interesting and enjoyable little twist. Yeah, I think it it, it lends something very new to like the the team based shooter where you have to like collect something and it's not really capture the flag. It's not really you know you're not covering a base so that you gain points by covering the base, which is usually um, that style. It's like they usually call that like, I think it's called King of the Hill or something like that, or like region control. So, so it's like a really nice take that I think really works for the mobile environment. It's quick to play. Yes, and exactly. It is like super quick to find people because it's only five other players. You're not waiting for 20 or 100 people to join. Mm-hmm. The regeneration happens quickly, so it's not such a calamitous event if you are killed. Right. You just lose the gems and then you're regenerated kind of straight away, which kind of, again, adds to the mobile-friendly nature of playing this game. 
So the other mode that's also interesting, and I don't know if you've tried this, is actually the Battle Royale mode that was in there. So usually um, you can select, the default mode is to select like a 3v3 battle, um, but there is another map that you can choose where it's literally a Battle Royale. I think you get in there with about 40 people. It might be 30 or 40, something like that. Oh, you can play solos, mm-hmm. double trouble. You can do solos or duos. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. For some reason, I looked at this option and I totally did not twig that, yes, this is a battle royale. <laughs> right. And it's called, oh, a, funny. It's called a showdown mode. And um, when you're there, you can actually... Uh, it's, it's very much like PUBG, but it's... it's Sort of the top-down version, top-down version again, where you start off in a portion of the map, uh, and you go around trying to get rid of whoever you encounter. And here, the mode isn't about trying to collect the gems and retaining onto it. It's just trying to be the last one to survive. Yes, I did not really play this mode much at all. Yeah, I think for it some reason like, it's, it's not the default one. It's not the default it one. Hid- it was hidden away, and somehow the explanation didn't resonate with me and i was like oh i don't know i don't really understand this i'll ignore this i'll just do the three by three <laughs> right but now you explain it to me i'm like oh yeah this is just your battle royales i get it without the parachuting without the parachuting without the loot collecting there is some treasure that you can get that improves some of your stats but it's not as extensive or as nuanced as PUBG is what was your preference for those two modes my preference was a 3v3 it was easy to get into um quite quite fun and challenging and you can actually build tactics around the game now we should say you do get a bunch of different characters which of course you unlock with power-ups and then there's energy crystals you need to collect in order to give you the opportunity to upgrade which then costs you coins etc etc you know pretty much if you've played any of supercell's games you know you know this mechanic and i thought the interesting thing is that the all the characters played pretty differently Yes. So if you look at, and I think they call them brawlers. Uh, brawlers. There is your default person who's named Shelly, who has a shotgun. Uh, That's gun. Is your default person. And then you quickly unlock Nita, who is who summons a bear at your disposal. And yes. can go around killing things with that bear. Um, the next person that unlocks is someone like Colt, who is a sharpshooter type person that does more of a streamlined fire rather than like a shotgun. Um, so I thought those were like really interesting points that the more you unlock, the more you actually, you have a variety of people that you can choose from. And of course, all these characters have different strengths and weaknesses. And so you need to, as part of your strategy, work out how to play these characters. Yeah. One of the interesting characters you unlock later on, Barley is a kind of uh, a single-wheeled robot that throws bottles, which, to begin with, is absolutely terrible. Like, it's very slow, and it's very tricky to control, and you have this sort of delayed effect of like, oh, I'm here, I have to throw a bottle. Oh, there it is. (laughs) So it's really terrible. But, you know, you quickly work out that, hang on, I can hide behind a wall and throw bottles over the wall, which kind of makes you indestructible to other teams, even though you're slow. There is one character that I could, could not understand their use, and that was El Primo. Did you play with this character? No, but uh, I saw some other people playing with it. I think the the person is just a tank. So he's kind of a bullet sponge that goes in there and sort of takes damage. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yes, he just seems very slow, 
very limited uh, attack powers. Mm-hmm. But yes, you're right. That probably makes sense. They're a lot slower, uh, and just they 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 are the tank. Who was your favorite character to play as, Sam? So my favorite was actually Shelly, the default character. It was just really easy. You don't really need a strategy with Shelly. You can just go in there and start blasting away. Um, <laughs> but the more you play a character, the stronger they actually get. And by the time that I was done with my with my playthrough of Brawl Stars, like my Shelly was pretty damn strong. And so I just kept playing with her. I went through a Nita phase because um, summoning the bear, because you have, because each character has a regular power and then a superpower. And as you mentioned, Nita's superpower is you can summon a bear to fight alongside you, which is pretty cool. So I was going to use Nita for a little while, but then, you know, I kind of settled on Colt, who's the kind of sharpshooter, and his superpower is that he can then shoot a bit further. He has an extended range. Again, I think tactically, he's the least confusing. You know, like, yeah, he can shoot stuff forward right pretty quickly and then get out of the way um so you can kind of see the the strategy that supercell is using here to try and keep you engaged is like oh hey there's different characters that you need to learn their skills and then as you become a better player and understand the game better you can then use some of these characters that seem worse on initially like, first pass. right initially, and then yeah, you get and to then learn you them. That, oh wait a sec i was interested in how you're matched with other players so I think a couple of times I match with like three of the same characters. <laughs> if you're a tank, being matched with three tanks is going to be pretty terrible. I well. think there's a combination of uh, power versus rank. So there's yeah. those are the little bits that was a little bit confusing. So each character, you can either build up their power, which actually improves their stats. And then there's rank, which I think oh, is yes. based on the trophies that you get with that character. That don't necessarily uh, relate to... I think so. That's like experience, maybe? So I think rank is is more like just the amount of times that you've played with that character. Whereas, ah, so maybe the matching is done on a rank basis. I so think so. So even if you played it a lot, but you just unlocked a new character. If that makes sense? Then you'd get joined up with other people with a similar rank. Yeah, I yeah. would imagine that it's based on rank rather than power. Anyway, I've just unlocked Poco... Who is the healer. Yeah, he plays his guitar, which gives some damage. But yes, his superpower is that he can heal other teammates. This this kind of plays like a, a popular PC game called Overwatch as well, where, you know, oh. a lot of the different characters have different roles to play. And the success of a team usually depends on how you play your character effectively. If you're Shelly, you want to be the person that sort of runs in there first because she has a shotgun. And, you know, if you're Poco who's a healer, you don't want to run in there. You kind of want to stay back and make sure people are healed at the right times. I found that to be pretty interesting in a mobile game. So we get to the three by threes. Let's get to the three by threes. I was pretty excited by this because I really enjoyed Clash Royale and played that a whole bunch. And so anything from Supercell, you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be an interesting take. It's going to, this is going to be a good, you can like be assured of a pretty high bar for the quality of game yeah i don't think if they disappoint here they've done a really good job of taking what's fun about these multiplayer online shooters and condense that down into a pretty fun mobile experience yeah I, uh, in a way that's like that's very well yeah it's, it, you know we've said it before you can tell the minute you pick it up and start playing and you go oh yeah oh this is a well-made game yeah, and that's that's exactly what I thought from it as well. Like it's it's you know just the 
the polish of the menus. Um, I think a good gauge is to not be able to count how many buttons there are when you're on a screen. <laughs> right? They sort of Those get out of the, the way. Game. Right? Yeah. They sort of get out of the way. They don't really demand your attention. And the buttons that do demand your attention are the ones that actually gets you playing the game. Yeah, I felt like just the balance of everything was really well done. And, you know, I think one of the best points is that you can easily get into the game without any issues, barring that you have like an internet connection and quickly find out what the game is all about in like less than two to three minutes. I mean, there's no, we should say there is no practice mode. So you're thrown straight in and it's kind of up to you to figure it out, which I I have mixed feelings about. On one side, I feel that, yeah, you should, you know, just get thrown in. Don't worry about it. But the perfectionist in me wants to learn more about these characters and like oh i want to be a good teammate and not not up straight away because i have no idea what my character does oh interesting um with this game in particular like i felt like uh, those those missions are kind of expendable and i didn't feel as precious about them as i would other games for some reason there's something about the presentation of it where i felt even if I lost, like, it's totally fine. Although there is that little burn right at the end where your other teammates can choose where they want to play another game with you. Oh, yeah. And when they both say no, <laughs> that hurts. But that's not directed at you. That's directed at the whole group. But if they both say no... <laughs> then they're saying no to both... To, to the team in general. It's not just saying no to you. Still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an interesting little thing where it's like, if you, right after the game is over... When all your stats are loading up, you have an opportunity to play another game with the same team that you're just with. Um, and I thought that was a really great way of you know making you play another round. Because if you see two yeah. checks from your other two players, you're like, oh, why not? That was a good team. Another good point, Sam. I really liked how each different character uh, played differently, and you kind of had to learn them. Like It wasn't initially obvious on what the benefits of the character was uh, after you unlocked them and started playing them. And it kind of took a while. And it was really interesting to find out how to effectively play them um, and help your teammates in a, in a certain capacity by learning how to play them. So that was a really great way to engage you more deeply with the game, which I think is super fun, especially on like a mobile game, which you don't get a lot of opportunities like this. The fact that there is a Battle Royale mode, I think, is also super cool. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to play more of, but... It does take a little bit more time, and you know my anxiety around Battle Royale type <laughs> games. Like, if I'm not first... Then <laughs> only one a day! Only one a day! <laughs> Maybe two, if it's good. Yeah, I need to explore, explore more, because well, 95% of my time I play in the default 3x3, so... Yeah, I want to explore more of this, this yeah, game option. For sure, and they, they do have a duo mode, Edwin. Hmm... What are you doing later? Duo? <laughs> Onto the bad points. No offline play. So if you're in the subway or if you're in an area where your internet is kind of poor, Supercell does a really good job of trying to compensate for it in really graceful ways. But if you don't have an internet connection, you're kind of screwed. But having said that, like even on LTE, it does play really, really well. For this kind of game, what even would the offline play b i mean maybe like a practice area or something like that but yeah so other games like uh overwatch allows you to play versus bots Mm. you know just to practice Uh, your shooting just to practice how to play your character even if there aren't any trophies awarded or you know it doesn't allow you to level up it still allows you to practice how to play them which might be Mm. effective yeah i think that's what i was saying you know i would love a bit more of a training mode or something where even though it doesn't feel like a big 
the big deal to join a game or the pressure to be good. I still put that pressure on myself and I would like to practice. My biggest problem is that one of the things I liked most about Clash Royale is that there's the meta game around the game. There's the idea of how you're building your deck and how all these different character cards play together and like, oh, what kind of deck are you using and how does that play against others? Which is missing here. There's no, there's no tinkering on the side you can do uh, besides just, you know, leveling up your characters endlessly. There's no other real strategy you can do other than just playing. Right. There's no real customization, right? That's, that's going to be, that you can actually try out to see how it really changes the gameplay. Maybe like Kingdom Rush Vengeance, it's like, it's deeper than you first think. Whereas here, is not that much deeper than what you first think. It's A game is pretty much the game. <laughs> so with Clash Royale, there's actually a lot that you can do outside of playing the game, right? Like yes. when you assemble yes. your cards, when you're assembling your team, um, you look at the stats, you look at like, oh, is this leveled up? You know, you can assemble it in a way where like the chances of that card popping up during gameplay. You go read reddit and see these giant posts about how to build your deck and the different uh, characters you want to use yeah <laughs> right and so that's sort of like the meta aspect of it which is super fun right like it reminds me of when you play actual card games like magic the gathering or even stuff like pokemon like you know that's the time that you, you spend most of your time on right is to actually build these up and thinking of like the best combos to use you're right like there isn't really anything like that in this game the the next bad point is it, it was, like, after you play, you know, through one character, the gameplay does get repetitive. You're pretty much doing the same thing. You're, you're going, you're blasting them away, you're collecting the stars, uh, you're collecting the gems, and you're just waiting around. Uh, and so what happens through that is you start to look at um, the different inefficiencies of the game. Like, you start looking at the performance of your teammates, right? Like, you kind of wish for your other teammates to play effectively. Um, and so I found that to be kind of negative. I mean, it happens to all, like, multiplayer-based games, but yeah. this can lead to, like, a really toxic environment, which is probably why there isn't any in-game chatting. But, yeah, it just lends itself for that to be like, hey, if you're using that Nita character, you have to use your bear. Like, don't you know how to use your bear? Like, you're not using your bear well. <laughs> Reveal your bear! <laughs> Unleash the bear. <laughs> yeah, my bad point was that there is no communication between the teams, which, you know, obviously, yeah, they're not going to build an in-game chat system because that's going to be awful. But at least on some ways to say... I'm over some here. some ways to give directions, you know? Right, like, uh, go for them, or like, get my target, or something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe that would add another element of you know, what's your personality type? Are you the person who leads or not? And adding complications to the gameplay there. But uh, yeah. I would like some ways to maybe give some feedback to teams or even at the end of the match, like with Clash Royale, you can say good game or some sort of preset responses. <laughs> that's why you're looking at for those check marks, right? <laughs> <laughs> right that's, that's all you have. You just, all you have is the approval of your teammates. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. Some either way to be a little bit more coordinated in game or... Some, yeah, some, something like that. Yeah, I think I agree. Like, even if there is some form of communication, it could, it could totally fall the other way where it starts to build a, a really toxic gaming culture around the game. Yeah, totally understand why they've not done it. And maybe the nature of the game is to just, you know, 
hey, this is something that you do quick. If you get a good team, you get a good team. Otherwise, you can even form your team by starting a clan, right? So yeah, I think I think they're purposefully not including communication. But yeah, it does it does feel like it could benefit from it as well. Maybe that's what that's what Discord's for. You make your own clan, and then you can <laughs> chat amongst yourselves. It'd be really funny to for someone to use Discord on their personal computer, and then to be playing <laughs> Brawl Stars on their mobile game. Damn! What's your final seven day rating? Uh, this was a seven out of seven for me. Um, I think I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. Um, I did like the collectible aspect of slowly building out your characters and unlocking several others. I only unlocked yeah. about six characters in total, but even then. It was already a variety enough for me to uh, get a good sense of what the game has to offer, and it's and it's super deep. Like I feel like there's lots that is still uh, potential in the gameplay aspect. Will you carry on playing after this seven days? Yeah, I think I will. It's something that I'm going to continue to have installed, and you know, play from time to time. My seven day rating is a five. I played this a bunch when we started, but I've. I've created pretty heavily on the actual times I'm playing it. Yeah, I've not opened it for a while, and I don't really have any keen desire to play it again at the moment, at least. Maybe that'll change now that the now now that now that we're back in the same office together. The other quick duo now and then, but yeah, we can even be in the same team for most of the time. And two yeah. out of three in terms <laughs> of influence for a team is is pretty good. Yeah, even if fine. the third is a deadbeat. <laughs> I tell you, um, there are some yeah. games where there's just people that go in hoping that the team wins so that they get trophies, but they don't. They're not actually playing. So all they do is they just go and you know sort of log in, join the game, and they don't do anything. They're just like they sat there. there. Yeah, they're probably like playing five other same five other accounts of Brawl Stars <laughs> as well. The gameplay was actually reasonably shallow, despite the appearance of all these things going on. Actually, when it gets down to it, it's kind of the same thing over and over again. We'll see. I don't think I'll be... Oh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But it's still five days. Five days for me. All right. Now it is my turn to pick a game. <laughs> you said that like an evil... Like a evil <laughs> genius. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, hello, Mr. Bond. It is now my turn to play pick a game. Damn, you have seven days to play the first game of 2019. How exciting. Kami 2. K-A-M-I... And then the letter two. Is this from Cami Box Studios? The number two. Not the letters. Oh, it's been a long day. This is from State of Play. And there's actually a recommendation from my brother. It's got Editor's Choice. There you go. Those editors. <laughs> they Not know the their games. <laughs> oh, I, I recall seeing Cami 1 in well, we're gonna the app stores. Jump straight to the sequel. <laughs> Allow me to read. Of course. As we love to do. A calm, compelling puzzler. Sequel to the number one puzzle game, Kami. I could tell that. The calming yet addictive puzzle game is back. With over 100 handcrafted puzzles, Kami 2 takes you on a mind-twisting journey that combines logic and problem-solving. Can you achieve perfection? Mm. Nope. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Flood each puzzle with a single colour in as few moves as possible to claim a perfect sticker. But watch out for subtle new tricks and fiendish surprises. And then blah, blah, blah. But there's also a level designer, which is quite interesting. So in addition to playing this game, I'm also going to set some homework in that we're going to have a designer level for each other that we will play live on air next episode. Great. I love homework. (laughs) (laughs) 
This game looks beautiful, so I'm looking forward to it. Before we go, Sam, do you have a thing of the week? First of all, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Wanted to usher in the new year by saying some timely things as we make this podcast. This will age very well, I'm sure. (laughs) Happy New Year. Uh, So my first thing. So I watched the first season of Altered Carbon Ah, on Netflix. Okay, good. Only a year late. Only a year late. I'm down with it. Yep. How did that go for you? Mm. Mm. I have (laughs) very mixed feelings. I thought the premise was really good. The world set was interesting. Good love that English bartender. I I do love that English bartender. I love Poe. I don't think he's actually British, though. He's just old, old American. It has been a while since I watched it. Yeah. But yeah, it got really bad towards the end of it. That was uh, our experience of it as well. Yeah, everything. Like, it's quite a promising setup. You're like, I mean, we're just desperate right. in these in these in these post Battlestar Galactica days for like any good sci-fi. Yeah. But yes, oh my god, please, a good sci-fi, not the Expanse, no. not the Orville. <laughs> yeah, this didn't quite follow through. Yeah, it had so much promise. Like, it, it does have good actors. Oh, because they end up fighting on that flying casino it just rock. It becomes absolutely sky. ridiculous. Just <laughs> everything is just so melodramatic. Everything is like a one-liner. Really strange things happening in front of other people that shouldn't be happening. That you're just like, what is even going on? <laughs> and yeah, it. Oh, is it coming back to me now? Yeah, right. It's like an art heist. Someone stole something from someone, and then they hire a pi to investigate the premise is that it's the future and so all these people have the ability to re-download their 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 mind to a new body right Right. yes except really rich people uh are able to do this because they have the the money to do that um but one of the thing is that if everyone is born or everyone is now created with like this little chip in the back of their head if that shatters or if that is blown out, uh, then you can't essentially res- resurrect yourself, right? Oh, the real death. Yeah, the, the, you've been deathed, right? With an death apostrophe death. D. Um, and so this guy becomes resurrected who's been on ice, quote-unquote, for like 250 years to solve a Is murder. Is it Wesley Snipes? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually Sylvester Stallone Damn it. in a new body. <laughs> yes. um, uh, and he's like, oh, what's, what's going on? And said, no. <laughs> and he's there to solve a murder of a rich person who appears to have been uh, murdered, like actual death, right? <laughs> but because he's so, so rich, he was able to create a backup of himself before he got death, death. And that's why he's now hiring him to solve that murder. Okay, yeah, that sounds kind of familiar now. Yeah. So, cool premise, right? Super interesting. Um, But, yeah, just everything after, I think, episode three or four just sort of becomes worse and worse and worse. And cheesy and stereotypical, uh, melodramatic, and just falls apart, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know if they've renewed it for season two or not, but... I heard that they did. And they left it off as if it would. I mean, it's Netflix. They'll buy any old toot these days. Speaking of any old toot, uh, I've got an embarrassing TV show admission to make. Uh Uh-oh. 
Now, this show has been doing the rounds on the podcasts I listen to. People have been saying, this, ep- this season has actually been really great. Are you watching Survivor? Yes, Sam. I am watching ep- season 37, Survivor, David versus Goliath. My other confession is that I have been listening to Dubai Friday. Ah, finally. Huzzah. And yeah, this season of Survivor actually sounds really interesting. I am on episode eight. Wow. Is it as good as they claim? I mean, no, it's still a terrible reality show. <laughs> I mean, I am going to finish watching it, so, so it can't be that bad. So the premise of this season is a little different than most seasons, where it's sort of everyone for themselves, right? So I've not seen any Survivor. So I think for people coming in 37 seasons in, there's this whole backstory and whole lore of the show of how things are done. And, you know, these like quirks and tropes of the show that are kind of built in. So someone coming to it new, all these little things are lost on them. But the premise here is, is, is jocks versus nerds, essentially, in two tribes. And then they vote each other off the island. Mm. But I think for the first time, clearly separating the jocks from the nerds. Whereas, uh, whereas I think in previous seasons, they would mix them up. I see. Or just try and have a range. So should I should I pick it up? Should I pay money for this? Well, I mean, you already have CBS All Access for Star Trek, right? I don't. I stopped CBS All <laughs> Access. Uh, I picked it up for fifteen bucks for the season, um, um, and it is. We are hate watching it, <laughs> <laughs> but it is kind of fun at the same time. But it's still. I mean, it's it's not a good show. It's still you know overly dramatic. It's still reality TV. Yeah. You know. It's not a good show, but I am entertained by it. Understandable. <laughs> so thank you very much, Dubai Friday. <laughs> we'll see if you come if you if you watch it or not. <laughs> yeah, so the the way that it was described to me, or the way that I heard it, was a little bit different. Like it wasn't necessarily just jocks versus the nerds. It was more like people who lived in a bubble, right? People who are just they're they're either physically fit and very successful. Right. Mm-hmm. So technically people who don't get no for an answer versus people who have gotten no's for an answer throughout their lives, but still really scrappy. It is, it is more nuanced than jokes versus nerds. You're right. But still, at the end of the day. Right. I see. It's still kind of comes down to that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. OK. Interesting. Maybe I watch one episode somehow and then. Yeah. Decide. Surely you can. I'm sure you can find it. Right. With through various means. <laughs> Um, my next thing of the week is a podcast called Filthy Casuals. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. No, first time. So I've been and trying. First time to, I'm hearing of it. Yeah, I'm trying to look for other gaming related podcasts that aren't so serious about themselves, right? Okay. Okay. And those that actually give a insightful yet entertaining look at games and how normal people would encounter games. Why you need anything more than seven days to play? I do not know. Because we're Fair mobile enough. game related. Uh, so oh, okay. filthy, yeah, filthy casuals is more like console versus console and PC games related. Um, and they've done a really good job for the past year of just being able to be that kind of reliably funny yet informative podcast about games that I enjoy listening to. They're uh, an Australian based uh, group of comedians. Um, I that... really love doing impressions of their accents. <laughs> I'm going to master the Australian accent. <laughs> oh, that's your resolution for 2019. So yeah, if, you, if you're interested in about um, hearing a, a casual yet 
informative video gaming podcast, Filthy Casuals might be up your alley. Unless you hate Australians, then probably not for you. Oh, I also have a podcast. How oh, cool. As a thing of the week. The Try Guys have a podcast. Oh. Currently only available if you're a Patreon supporter, but it, they will be releasing it to everyone later this, well, for this year. So I think in the next month or so. What is it called uh, again? They had a great name for it. Tripod. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me. Yeah. <laughs> it actually might be my favorite thing that they create. It's because podcasts are just so intimate and raw. Yeah. Obviously, the videos are very entertaining, but they're super polished mm-hmm. and, and very they edited. edit them. Yeah. So you just get And it's also, stuff. you know, they're playing the YouTube algorithm, right? It's got to be fast cuts, exciting from the get-go. There's no real time to sit back and just just enjoy a moment or just ex- extend a moment or something like that. It's all, you know, go, 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 YouTube, YouTube. YouTube. Right. Change topics really quickly. Go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. But of course, in podcasting... There's no algorithm. You can kind of sit back and do it as you like. And it's actually super insightful and really enjoyable to hear them just talking together around a, around a bunch of mics. Uh, my favorite thing they put out. So yeah, oh, interesting. check it out. If, if you're already a Patreon supporter, you have access to it. Otherwise, chip in five bucks a month or more. Does it, does it give it you a little bit more insight as to... Because um, you've had some try guys that you like more over the others right oh i suppose so yeah does that change your opinion after listening to them talk in real time you do get a different opinion of them or at least your opinion changes or you get more insight into how they are and like how they behave in a group because you know then because they're not on camera and you actually get to see more of the group dynamics i think one of the most surprising things is actually how quiet eugene is who's obviously quite a big character on <laughs> yeah. the on the pod, on the in the videos but actually he's often one of the quieter characters oh that's interesting keith, you know keith and zach are like the loud ones yeah it's, it's, it is super interesting <laughs> so well keith just looks like the loudest one <laughs> generally <laughs> you see how always, big his mouth is <laughs> there is a great episode of try guys that i watched where it was them eating a huge chicken sandwich. And I think it was the KFC episode. Oh, and, Keith eats everything at KFC. Yeah. And then there was, uh, they invited a guest to eat like a chicken sandwich. And the guy had like a really hard time biting the chicken sandwich. And he turns over to Keith and he's like, is this just like a normal bite for you? <laughs> and he had absolutely no issues taking a bite from the sandwich. <laughs> and that's our show. Sam, you have seven days to play Cami 2. Cami 2. I'm looking forward Cammy to two. it. Follow us on Twitter at 7 Days to Play. Tweet us. You're, nope, you're already doing that because you're t- following us on Twitter, but you can also tweet us. Some games are just John's at 7 Days to Play. Uh, and don't email us in 2019. 7 Days to Play!